reading through the uh, NIV version. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very, very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Hey, good morning, everyone. Starting to get a little cooler out there, isn't it? I'm sure most of you have noticed ice on the roads a little bit here and there this morning. So hopefully everybody had a safe drive in. So welcome, everyone. And if you're visiting with us, we are glad to have you. And uh, we hope that you'll stick around after worship service so we can come and talk to you and get to know you a little bit better. This morning, we're going to be talking about carrying or bearing each other's burdens. We are to bear one another's burdens, but how exactly do we do that? What qualifies as a burden? What do you consider to be a burden? And so I'm going to start off with just giving some ideas, some definitions of what some people like to think a burden is. And so some people like to think that a burden is difficulty. But when they hear the word burden, they think difficulty. Oh, you know, it's oh, something difficult. So maybe an example of this could be maybe financial difficulties, you know, maybe a student loan or some kind of debt. You know, it's a burden. It's difficult. It's hard. They might think that a burden is trouble or hardship. So a good example of this would be maybe feeling overwhelmed from the news that a loved one has been diagnosed with cancer, just for an example. It's a burden. It's a burden that's hard to bear. It's something they can't hear. They, it's too much. It's hardship for them. Maybe another example is exhausting. To some people, a burden is something that is exhausting. An example of this uh, might be uh, duties that come with being a new parent. So those of you who have children, you have to get up two or three times in the middle of the night. You probably know what I'm talking about. That's probably exhausting, isn't it? You ha you've only gotten by on maybe two or three hours of sleep. Off to work till you go. You're tired out. So it's a burden. It's a burden having to get up and take care of the kids. Another one is something you are forced to do or something forced upon you. So sometimes when a person hears the idea, hears the word burden, this is what they think. Something that's forced on them. Something that they have to do. So this goes perfectly with the last example. It is both a joy and a burden having kids, right? It's something that's forced upon you. Maybe you weren't careful and boom, you know, pregnant, have a child, something forced upon you. You think it's a burden, right? And then finally, something that you want to get rid of. Obviously, we're not talking about the kids anymore. Something that you want to get rid of but can't. A thorn in the flesh. Some people view a burden in this way. So maybe this could be having a car that keeps breaking down and you don't have the money to buy another one. And so it's something you want to get rid of, but you can't. It's a thorn in the flesh. It's a burden. Gee, I hate that rotten car. It just keeps breaking down on me. i got to call somebody for help again. It's a burden. So these are just some of the things that people, when people hear the word burden, this is what comes to their mind. But let's take a look at what a burden is first from the dictionary and then the biblical view of a burden. So from the dictionary, a burden is 
a load, especially a heavy one, so this is what the dictionary calls a burden, also a duty or a responsibility. So when you look up the word burden in the dictionary, these are the definitions that you get. Something that is difficult, it's a heavy load, it is a duty, it's a responsibility. So a heavy burden that you bear. For someone who says, maybe says to, to you that, oh, I have to watch my parents. My parents live with me now. That's a burden. It's a duty. It's a responsibility. So just another example to throw that out there. So now, we looked at what some people think of the word burden when they hear that word, and we looked at the definition from the dictionary. But what about the Bible? How does the Bible define the word burden? As always, we should look to Jesus for our answers. And he helps us to understand. So take a look, if you will, at Matthew chapter 11. So Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. And in this verse, we see the word burden twice. And we're going to look at it. We're going to try to understand it. And then we're also going to look from the original Greek and see what these words mean. So Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So I don't want to just define the word burden. I think it's important that we define the word yoke as well. A yoke back in the first century was a huge wooden piece that would go on the ox, the oxen. You'd have two oxen side by side, and a piece of wood would connect the two ox together because otherwise they would have to use rope and put rope around the necks and tug on the rope. And what would happen is the rope, after a while, would cut into the, to the neck of the ox. So this wooden piece that was put on the ox, the rope would go through the top of the wood and would make it easier to direct the ox. You think about maybe old movies where they have a horse and cart and, and you have you're using, you're using this to direct and guide the horses. It's like that with the, with the yoke. It sits on the necks, and you guide and direct the ox. But it's not rope cutting into the necks. The wood sits on them. It releases the pain. It releases the suffering. It's a yoke that is easy for them to bear. It is something that makes the work easier. So when you think of yoke, think of something that makes the work easier. That's what a yoke is. So when you look at that verse again, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Notice, take my yoke upon you, something that makes the work easier. So take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So what about the word burden now? The first word in that verse, burdened, from the Greek means to load up. To overburden. So that sounds a little bit like the, the dictionary definition when we said that it means a heavy load. To load up or to overburden. So come to me, all you who are weary and overloaded. Other translations say heavy laden or carrying heavy loads. So that's pretty accurate. The second word burden in that verse, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, it means a task or service. A task or service. That sounds a little different, doesn't it? It doesn't sound like overloaded. It doesn't sound like something that's a burden. It sounds like service, task. So, for my yoke is easy and my task or service is light. So what does it mean when we say 
carry each other's burdens. Are we thinking a heavy load? Or are we thinking service? To serve others. So according to the definitions, what is the burden that Jesus was referring to? For those who feel overburdened or overloaded, Christ promises us rest. As he said, his yoke is easy. If we take that yoke upon us, it makes life easier for us. His yoke is his will. His yoke is following his way by obeying his word. That makes our lives easier. That's the yoke that he asks us to take. We think of scriptures where he asks us to carry our cross daily, to take up our cross. That's what he's asking us to do. So, the word of God should guide us. His burden or task or service is light. We serve him by obeying him, by letting his word direct our steps, just as a yoke guides and directs us. His word should guide and direct us. We are to take up our own cross daily. Jesus said in Luke 14, verse 27, And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. And so God expects us to obey him. Jesus expects us to follow him. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. It is a burden we have to bear, not we have a choice. We have to bear it. We're to resist this world and its ways. Christ freed us from sin, and we are to follow him and not turn back. I always like to use the expression, don't look back, you're not going that way. As Christians, we're to always be moving forward. We're not to go back to the way that we used to live. We're not to go back to sin. We're not to follow the ways of this world. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 tells us, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened. You notice that word is there again. Be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So the slavery is a yoke. So in that passage, the Apostle Paul was dealing specifically with Christians who were being told that they needed to be circumcised and follow the law of Moses. Paul called it a yoke of slavery. Well, following the ways of this world would also be putting a yoke of slavery on us. We're not to follow the ways of this world. We're follow Christ. And Christ does things different, right? So we are not to follow the law of Moses. We're not to follow this world. We're to follow the word of God. And Paul told these same Christians at the beginning of the very next chapter, in chapter 6, verse 2, he says, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. So we're talking about carrying each other's burdens here. And Jesus tells us to carry each other's burdens. And he tells us, if we do this, we fulfill the law of Christ. In other words, if we carry each other's burdens, then we're doing what Christ wants us to. We're obeying him the way that he wants us to. So the Greek word in this verse, you notice it says, carry each other's burdens. The Greek word here is different from the other two. So this is the third Greek word in the New Testament. That is translated as burden. And this one says and means heaviness, weight, load, or I like this last one, trouble or trouble. So we are to carry each other's heaviness. We're to carry each other's weight. We're to carry each other's troubles. How can we be a Christian and not want anything to do with another Christian? How can we be a Christian and not care when we see another Christian suffering? And going through a hard time. How can we be a Christian and not care? We have to carry each, carry each other's weight. We have to carry each other's troubles. So we can carry each other's burdens. How? By serving them. By serving each other. 
We can carry each other's burdens by serving each other. And you might think, well, how, how does that work? Do we have to? Is it a commandment? Is it a Christian principle that we have to follow? Well, where does it say in the Bible that I have to serve others? Yeah, the Bible does talk about it. John chapter 13, when Jesus washed the feet of the disciples, he said in verses 12 to 17, he said, do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So Christ expects us to serve one another. Christ expects us to follow his example. So obviously he's not saying go and wash everybody's feet. I can tell you right now I'm not going to wash your feet. It's not going to happen. So, but he's talking about serving. He's talking about if there's a need and you can fill it, go serve. Go help. Go help each other out. We only live for a short time on this earth. So it's important how we spend our time while we're here. Are we going to spend it living for ourselves? Or will we use that time to serve our Lord as he asked us to do? People need to see our love for them. People need to see our love for Christ. And they see it when we serve them. And that's important. Jesus thought it was important for us to be serving. We need to carry the load. We need to carry each other's burdens. Now, that doesn't mean that if you're struggling with debt, I'm going to go out and get a personal loan and pay off your debt for you. That's not going to help you, right? I'm not going to empower you to keep doing what you're doing that's wrong. But we are to help in any way that we can. We are to help alleviate the stress. We're to help lift that load. We're to help each other to get to heaven. That is the way that we should think. I want to help you guys to get to heaven. I want you guys to help me to get to heaven. We do that by serving each other. We do that by carrying each other's burdens. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 20, verses 25 to 28, he says, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And then we read in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And notice what it says in this verse. He says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy... To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. True and proper worship. So we see here that we are to offer our bodies as living sacrifices. Not dead ones. Living sacrifices. We need to live our lives in service to Christ. It's our spiritual act of worship. But here's the thing that you might not realize. The Greek word for worship should be more appropriately translated as service. And the Greek word for spiritual could also be translated as reasonable or logical. So if I look at that verse and I read it again, it is our logical or reasonable act of service. That's what it means to be a living sacrifice. 
As Christians, we are living sacrifices. We should be offering up a reasonable, reasonable service. It's important that we do. So it is how we carry each other's burdens. So whether we are serving by just listening, whether we are serving by visiting people who are sick, whether we are serving by being there for someone when they needed us, there's lots of ways that we could serve. When we do those things, we are carrying each other's burdens. We are helping to alleviate. We are helping that person get to heaven. We don't want anyone to fall away. We should be willing to serve joyfully. It should be a joy to do this. If it's not, then we have to ask ourselves, why are we like this? Serving others is something we might not be comfortable doing, but we're expected to do it as Christians. It is how we carry each other's burdens. If we make the effort, then God will bless us. So will serving others just be a burden to you? Or will you bear one another's burdens and serve with joy? How are you going to approach the idea of carrying each other's burdens today? What are you going to do? Let me finish this lesson with 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. And I appreciate the songs that Glenn picked out because they were perfect. It goes in line with this lesson very much. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus took on our sins. He took our place on the cross. So he set the ultimate example of what it means to bear another's burden. Think about it. It was you and me that should have been on that cross. He dies for us. He carries our burdens. He takes on our sin. He sets the example. He shows us how far he was willing to go to bear our burdens. He was willing to die. That's the kind of attitude we should have. He did that out of love. All we have to do is take hold of that love by responding to it, by what he did for us. We're to obey the gospel. We're to obey that good news that we can be saved by what Jesus did, by him bearing our burdens. We call it faithful obedience. Faith shown by action shown by what we do if you have not taken any action yet if you have not obeyed that good news if you have not come to christ and had your sins taken away now is the time this morning jesus bore our burdens let him bear your burden come forward as we have our invitation song this morning let's stand as we sing our last song